Hello, good day to you. My name is Edmund Senanulochu. Welcome to Lodio. This is company law. Let's go straight to business. What is a company? There's no one accepted definition for what a company is, but it is a legal vehicle that is created to do business. It can be constituted by an association, a group of associations, a group of peoples, an individual, or a group of individuals. So, although companies exist to make profit, there are others that exist for other reasons. A company is very flexible. It is a legal structure that is covered in statutes regulating companies. In Ghana, companies are regulated under the Companies Act, 2019 Act 992. Now, Act 992 regulates how various types of companies are formed and dissolved. Two, the steps needed to operate a legal company. Three, the rights and duties, the powers and the liability of members of the company. Four, how the company is governed from day to day. Five, how to, how to draw the long-term goals of the company, regulatory oversight of the company, which is by institutions of state, the executive and the judiciary. Now, company law is a body of law that regulates the formation, the regulation, dissolution, and the day-to-day running of companies. There are are various sources of company law. The Constitution of Ghana is primus inter pares. The Constitution of Ghana. Then there are statutory provisions which includes the Companies Act. Then there's case law, which is judge-made law. Then there's also theoretical principles and framework. Now, let's go to a brief history of the company, how companies were formed globally. So now, people are used to doing business, okay? But the phenomenon of doing business as a company as a legal entity started in medieval europe okay now by the 16th century Tudor monarchs granted charters they granted some sort of regulate um, um how do i call it license to some merchants and adventurers to do domestic enterprises and this continued for a very long time until the 17th century then people came together to form what we call joint stock companies where members contributed to form the company and then the company did work on behalf of the members and then the profits were shared so that is how companies started now by the 19th century companies could be created by a royal charter one two by a special act of parliament and three by registration 
now royal charters were given to people adventurous and others in uh, uh, in the 19th century so we had this in in england we had the the royal companies which sailed across the atlantic looking for merchandise to trade in and these are royal companies that were working for the crown okay recently in modern times companies are created by special act of parliament includes banks okay and then our individual companies are created by registration now a special reg- legislation was passed in the 19th century by the british called the act for the registration incorporation and regulation of joint stock companies it was done in 1844 concomitant with the bond of 1844 so you will never forget the it's a long sentence for the the the, the regulation it says that it is the act for the registration incorporation and regulation of joint stock companies now in 1907 ghana had its first companies ordinance which was called the gold coast companies ordinance then it transmogrified into the company's code of 1963 act 179 but because of the changes in regulation we had to modernize this regulation and then it also transfigured itself into the company's act 199 the 2019 act 992 okay so we've had three major regulations in ghana regulating the formation the regulation the dissolving the the day-to-day running of companies so the 1907 gold coast companies act was just an extension of the british um act regulating their companies and so a man called goa was um was was brought into the fray to report on the 1907 companies act his report culminated into the formation of the 1963 companies code okay now professor justice vcrc crab revisited the company's code 963 and prepared a bill for consideration. In 2005, Attorney General Ayikwe Otu appointed a nine-member committee, including Joe Gatte, to review the code. They couldn't finish the work. But in 2008, Joe Gatte as AG was appointed and he further looked into the workings of the 2005 committee. But I also couldn't finish. Now, the Companies Act 2019, Act 992, was passed in 2019 under Miss Gloria Ekufo Ado, acting as Attorney General. So, that is a brief history of the company the formation in globally and in Ghana. Now, the first thing to note about the formation of a company is that the Act says that not more than 20 people can form a company so it is one to 20 people 
and not more than that can form a company when we say incorporation we just mean that the company is registered incorporation is a term that is used to represent registration of a company that is incorporate incorporation and when we say so it denotes a body corporate that means a body corporate that means a separate legal entity from the people that formed it and this phenomenon on this principle comes out of the case of Salomon and Salomon, which is something that we a case that we must know of of head we must know at the tip of our fingers Salomon and Salomon so a company is a separate legal entity from its members that means that the liability of the company is different from the liability of its members so a company is a succession or collection of persons in this case not more than 20 people having at law an existence the company has an existence rights and duties which are separate and distinct from those of the persons who are from time to time its members okay so a company is deemed a person at law a separate legal entity from its members which is capable of growth but the life of the company is actuated by its members so a company can sue even though the suit is actuated by living persons a company is a person which can sue a company also has a reputation in a business sense and not as a person but it can also be injured the reputation of the company can be injured and all these things i'm saying are characteristics of the person of the company it is a legal entity it has a reputation it can sue and be sued upon and it has a common seal or a signature which identifies and signifies the authority of that company it also has perpetual succession a company will continue to exist in spite of the death bankruptcy retirement or change in the membership of of its members and of, of the company so so a company can live forever outside of its members so it is also managed by directors uh, because it's an abstract person a company cannot manage itself so it is managed by directors it has shareholders except for companies limited by guarantee it also has a, a written constitution so a company is required to have a constitution which defines the key elements of the company's regulations and how it is to be managed so according to section 6 of the Companies Act 992, Act, 20, Act 992, Section 6, one or more persons may form an incorporated company under this Act. Now, Section 7 says that it talks about the different types of companies. Section 7 says an incorporated company may be A, a company limited by shares, B, a company limited by guarantee, C, an unlimited company, or D, an external company. So, in 2, subsection 2 of section 7, it says, For the purposes of subsection 1, 
a a company limited by shares is a company which has the liability of its members limited to the amount unpaid or the shares respectively held by them so your liability will is 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 the number of shares that you hold that is your liability two a company limited by guarantee is a company which has the liability of its members limited to an amount that members may respectively undertake to contribute to the assets of the company in the event of its wound up of it being wound up see an unlimited company is a company which does not have a limit on the liability of its members or d an external company is a company as defined in subs in section 329 section 329 says 32392 an external company is a body corporate from outside the republic which has an established place of business in the country Section 3293 says the expression established place of business means a branch, management, share, transfer or registration office, a factory, mine or other fixed places of business but does not include an agency unless the agency has and habitually exercises a general authority to negotiate and include and conclude contracts on behalf of the body corporate or maintains a stock of merchandise belonging to that body corporate from which the agent regularly fills orders on behalf of the body corporate now four 3294 says for the purposes of subsection 3a a body corporate does not have an established place of business in the republic merely because the body corporate carries on business dealings in the republic through a genuine broker or general commission agent acting in the ordinary course of business as a broker or general commission agent or b 4b the fact that a body corporate has a subsidiary which is incorporated resident or carrying on business in the republic whether through an established place of business or otherwise does not of itself constitute the place of business of that subsidiary an established place of business of that body corporate that means that if mtn is in ghana mtn is a foreign company and its mother companies may be globalcom this is just hypothetical Globalcom is Globalcom is Nigeria, but it's South Africa. I'm saying presumably Globalcom is in South Africa and it has a subsidiary called subsidiary called MTN. MTN doing business in Ghana does not mean that Globalcom is an external company doing business in Ghana. Its subsidiary is what is doing the business in Ghana. That is what 4B means. Now let's go back to section 7. Three, a company limited by shares and an unlimited company shall, for the purposes of incorporation, be registered with shares. Four, a company of a type specified in subsection one may be a private company or a public company. Five, a private company other than a company limited by guarantee is a company which by virtue of its constitution a restricts the right to transfer the shares of the company if any that's a private company b limits the total number of the members and debenture holders to 50 not including i 
persons who are genuine in the employment of the company and two ii persons who haven't been formally in the employment of the company were while in that employment and have and have continued after the determination of that employment to be members or or debenture holders of the company 5c prohibits the company from making an invitation to the public that's a private company to acquire shares or debentures of the company and d a private company prohibits the company from making an invitation to the public to deposit money for fixed periods or or payable at call whether bearing or not bearing interest now seven six says where two or more persons hold one or more shares or debentures jointly, they shall, for the purposes of subsection 3, be treated as a single member or debenture company or debenture holder. 7. A company which is not a private company is a public company, except a company limited by guarantee, which has a membership of 50 or less. So, 8. A company limited by guarantee shall not for the purposes of incorporation be registered with shares and shall not create or issue shares. Now, what is a company limited by guarantee? 8.1. A company limited by guarantee shall not be incorporated with the object of carrying on business for the purpose of making profit, other than making profit for the furtherance of its object. Where 8.2. Where a company limited by guarantee carries on business for the purpose of making profits other than for the furtherance of the objects of the company. The, so we are talking about NGOs or not-for-profit companies. NGOs are different from not-for-profit companies. Non-governmental organizations as uh, opined in Simpson, uh, is Bonzi Simpson, is that the companies that are not uh, uh, an entity of government, as, the states are not state-owned companies right that is non-governmental organization but not-for-profit organizations are what is being referred to as companies limited by guarantee okay now h2 says where a company limited by guarantees carries on business for the purpose of making profits other than for the furtherance of the objects of the company the officers and members of that company who are cognizant of that fact of the fact that the company is so carrying on business are jointly and severally liable for the payment and discharge of the debts and liabilities of the company incurred in carrying on that business and the company and those officers and members are each liable to pay to the registrar an administrative penalty of 25 penalty penalty units for each day during which the company carries on that business so in all we are talking about the types of companies and one a company limited by shares so a company limited by shares may either be a a private limited company or public limited company you get it so we are talking about types of companies company limited by shares private company limited by shares public company limited by shares then two unlimited company there's the, so there's private unlimited company public unlimited company then three there's company limited by guarantee then four there's external company so now let me explain a company limited by shares so a company limited by shares is one where the liability of its members is limited to the amount if any that is unpaid on the shares respectively held by them 
after section 71a this means that if a shareholder has fully paid the company for the shares issued her she cannot come she now she cannot be called upon to make any further payment in respect of the shares held but if that shareholder has not paid anything at all for the shares or has only paid part of it she may be called upon to pay the remaining amount as determined at the date of the issuance of the shares to to her and nothing more so no question of interest or penalty or revaluation or repricing of shares for delayed payment arises members of a company limited by shares therefore have a share in the equity working capital and the fortunes of the company companies limited by shares are necessarily profit-making companies by virtue by virtue of section 21 1a a private company limited by shares shall bear the suffix limited company or the abbreviation LTD. Now, a company limited by guarantee is one where the liability of its members is limited to such amount as the members may respectively undertake to contribute to the assets of the company in the event of it being wound up. Section 71B. So, in the case of company limited by, limited by guarantee, therefore, members pledge funds not necessarily as working capital for the going concern of a non-profit so limited by guarantee is a non not for profit so it is either for a non a non-profit social or charitable organization but as a contribution to meeting any shortfall in in meeting creditors requirements should the company have to be wound up so it's only because if the company has to be wound up members of a company limited by guarantee therefore guarantee a minimum statutorily defined sum of money as their contribution to the company should it have to be wound up that's section h3 the working capital for companies limited by guarantee may come from dues donations and the likes so companies limited by guarantee are necessarily not non-profit companies that's section 81 many old students association and alumni associations like the presec old boys students old boys association which is or daddy's and all those things the professional organizations like the uh, ghana physiotherapist association uh, ghana medical association all those societies and churches church-based organization like christian mothers association relief divisions of charities all those things adventist development and relief agency catholic relief agency and even more recently churches particularly the charismatic and pentecostal denominations they are registering as companies limited by guarantee so by virtue of section 21 1c a company a company limited by guarantee shall bear the suffix limited by guarantee or lbg now an unlimited company does not have any limit on the liability of its members that's section 71c an unlimited company have have shares and and are profits driven and shareholders have an unlimited liability a shareholder of an unlimited company is practically in the same position as a sole proprietor and she does not benefit much from the potential advantages of incorporation that means the corporate the but the, the company being a separate legal entity consequently although permitted by the act in practice and in actual fact unlimited liability companies are quite rare we don't have them this right so 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 unlimited liability companies are not things that they usually because people want to have a company as a separate legal entity we don't really have a, a an unlimited liability company if it's a public unlimited company it is p u c 
If it's a private and limited company, it is PRUC. Now, what is a private company? It is one whose constitution contains a number of restrictions and prohibitions. That's what makes it private. Section 7.5. The first feature of a private company is that it restricts the right to transfer its shares, if any. The right of a member to transfer all or some of its shares are restricted but not necessarily prohibited. The reason why there's a restriction on the right of members to transfer their shares in a private company is that such companies with their limited membership are intended to be insulated like partnerships. The Americans describe this as closely held corporations. Should a member wish to opt out, she is therefore not at, limited to, at liberty to transfer the shares to any, anybody she chooses. Usually, the restriction on share transfer takes one or both of two forms. First, there's a preemption right or right of first refusal to existing shareholders. That means that should a, a member wish to opt out of the company, existing members generally in proportion to their shareholding have the right to acquire those shares on the uh, on the terms offered. The second method by which traditionally a restriction on the right to transfer shares is exercised is by the constitution conferring on directors the discretion to register or refuse to register as a member of the, the as a member as a member the transferee of a shareholder's shares. Now, the second feature of a private company is that it's, it limits the total number of its members and debenture holders to 50. In continuing the, fifth, the 50, however, one excludes people who presently or previously were in the genuine employment of the company. And we read this, right? So the third feature of the private company is that its constitu constitution prohibits the company from making any invitation to the public to acquire its shares or debentures or to deposit money for fixed periods or payable at call, whether bearing interest or not. Good. So the rationale for this is that pro the, the rationale pro for the prohibition is that a company cannot be called private and be permitted to roam the highways and byways soliciting for funds from all parties all right so a public company is a company other than a private company section 77 so we are defining what private and limited limited companies are now we are saying a public company is a company other than a private company that's in section 777. Now, an external company is a body corporate formed outside the Republic of Ghana, which has an established place of business in Ghana. All right. We have talked about this extensively. Okay. So now let's go on to talk about promote, promoters of a company. So when a company is being formed, there are people who are engaged or interested in the formation of the company and there are duties of those people as stipulated in act 992 section 10. section 10 one says that a person who is or has been engaged or interested in the formation of a company is a promoter of that company so two a person acting in professional capacity for persons engaged in procuring the formation of a company is not a promoter of that company so if i go and take a a, a surveyor that come and survey a land for me to to form to build my company it is not you are not the surveyor is not a promoter but if you have somebody like a lawyer 
that goes around interviewing people to get people into the company is acting as a company secretary all those things those are promoters of a company now section 10 3 says the promoter shall until the formation of a company is complete and the working capital of the of the company has been raised a stand in a fiduciary a fiduciary relationship to the company b must observe utmost good faith towards the company in a transaction with the company or on behalf of the company c compensate for company the, compensate the company for any loss suffered by the company by reason of the failure of the promoter to observe utmost good faith so and that means a company that is being formed its promoters cannot make profit so you are forming maybe a lab and then you buy equipment and you want to make profit on that equipment is prohibited section 10 4 says a promoter that acquires property or information in circumstances in which it was the duty of the promoter as a fiduciary to acquire the property or information on behalf of the company shall account to the company for the property or information and for the profits which the promoter shall have made may have made from the use of that property or information 10.5 a transaction between a promoter and the company may be rescinded by the company unless after full disclosure of the material facts known to the promoter the transaction has been entered into or ratified on behalf of the company so if you are a promoter of the company uh, and then they they've signed uh, they've made a transaction with you the company may decide that we are rescinding this transaction unless that transaction has been ratified okay 5a the board of directors of the company if all the directors of the company are independent of the promoter that means that so we are talking 5a it says that five it says a transaction between a promoter and the company may be rescinded by the company unless after full disclosure of the material facts known to the promoter the transaction has been entered into or ratified on behalf of the company a by the board of directors of the company b by all the members of the company or c by the company at a general meeting at which neither the promoter nor the holders of the shares in which the promoter is beneficially interested have voted on the resolution to enter into or ratify that transaction that means that even at general meetings if you were present at the general meeting that means the company the, the transaction can still be rescinded okay but if it was uh, it was uh, it was entered into or ratified at the general meeting which the promoter was absent of from then the, the the transaction can hold now let's talk about incorporation and the age of majority so for a company to be incorporated that means registered the section 12 says that subject to this act a person of the age of 18 years and above may apply for the incorporation of a company under this act okay so the application for incorporation one an application for incorporation shall be made in the prescribed form to the registrar 13 that's section 13 1 13 2 the application shall include the name of the company as required by section 21 indication of the type of proposed company the nature of the proposed business in the case of a company registered with an object the address of the proposed registered office and principal place of doing business um, the telephone number and post office box and all these things there are a lot of uh, 
um, uh, items that must be filled on that form and that will help the company to be incorporated and the application for incorporation process is in section 13 1 of act 992 and we are saying after the incorporation after you filled the, the application form you must either propose a constitution you must give a constitution or in the absence of that constitution you be deemed to have a constitution because the state already has its constitution for companies so you will have a deemed constitution or you must write your own constitution which must be ratified by the directors of the company and accepted by the registrar of companies and that's also in section 13 section 13 5b so, as we said, we said the incorporation is conferred by the state acting through the registrar of companies on the proposed entity after the state is satisfied, is satisfied with the requisite particulars and documents which have been submitted and whether or not they are in order. So the primary or key document that initiates the, the incorporation process is the application form and a person aged 18 years or more may apply for incorporation. Right? So it will be observed that the application process is an elaborate uh, or the application form is an elaborate document and when it is completed and properly submitted to the registrar, every material piece of information about the proposed company shall be a matter of public record, especially matters relate, relative to the location operation of the company, the subscribers and beneficial owners and key officers or that is directors and company secret secretary and the auditor. Section 14 of the Act 992 says that when the registrar is satisfied that the application for incorporation of a company complies with this Act, the registrar shall, after payment of the prescribed fee, upon submitting a properly completed application form and paying the prescribed fee, the registrar shall then certify under the seal of the registrar that the company is incorporated and in the case of a limited liability company, that the liability of the members is limited. Then section 14 2 says that from the date of incorporation the body becomes a body corporate by the name contained in the application for incorporation and subject to section 13 is capable of performing the functions of an incorporated company now section 21 has provision on the names of a company so 21 1 says the last words of a name of a private company limited by shares shall be limited company or their abbreviation ltd b public company limited by shares shall be public limited company or the abbreviation plc Com c company limited by guarantee shall be limited by guarantee or abbreviation lbg and D, private company unlimited by shares shall be private unlimited company or the abbreviation PRUC. Then E, public company unlimited by shares shall be public unlimited company or the abbreviation PUC. So section 21.2 says a company shall not be registered by a name which in the opinion of the registrar is, is misleading or undesirable. 21.3 says a company shall not be registered with the name of a company that has been dissolved within the preceding five years of the intended registration. Four. A company may in writing change its name by special resolution and with the written approval of the registrar. 
five where through inadvertence or otherwise a company on first registration or on registration by a new name is registered by a name which in the opinion of the registrar is misleading or undesirable the company shall change the name of the company with approval of the registrar six where the registrar so directs within six months of the company being registered by that name the company shall change the name within a period of six weeks from the date of the direction and 2022 20, also has provisions on reservation of a name so an application for reservation of the name of a company may be sent or delivered to the registrar and shall be in a form approved by the registrar the registrar may offer receipt of the application and on payment of the registration fee reserve a name pending registration of a company or change the name or, or change of name by that company so we have talked about the types of companies that we have but different entities um, take on business activities okay so the business activities are taken on by four major entities so apart from companies we have i sole proprietorships are also um, profit making business uh, entities then we have two partnerships then three we have companies and then four limited liability companies okay so three is comp companies that are lim unlimited by shares and then four is limited liability companies so i'll take it again one sole proprietorships two partnerships three companies that are unlimited by shares and four limited liability companies so for sole proprietorships one typically re typically registers a business and carries on business as the only owner bearing all the liabilities and debts of the company if any if the sole proprietor is carrying on business in his own name it is unnecessary to register a business name but if that means like edmond lochu edmond lochu that means i don't have to register edmond lochu and sons i don't have to register that but if he's carrying on business in a name other than his own name it is necessary to register the name under which he is carrying on business a business name may be registered by either a natural person or a corporate body right so for partnerships we have incorporated private partnerships which is an incorporated body of individuals between 2 and 20 with unlimited liability which carry on business jointly with a view of making profit a limited partnership is unknown to Ghanaian law so too is an unregistered partnership a one-person partnership is also unknown to law and a 21 person partnership is forbidden by law so as a Mr. J said in Akako and Soli so my caveat is that we will not do the cases okay so you have to read the cases by yourself she said that the running of a partnership business is a matter for the partners partners are governed by the incorporated private partnership act 1962 act 152 incorporated private partnership act 1962 act 152 so whereas a partnership in england 
who insists on retiring against the will of his co-partners may be in the position to and must dissolve the partnership, our act is designed purposely to avoid this result. Hence, the provision in section 39.7 of Act 152, which enables him to retire as from a specific date by merely giving written notice of the fact to his co-partners. Okay, that is a provision in Ghanaian law at 152 that is the incorporated private partnership act 1962 we will leave it here and continue later on thank you